the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, a few months ago, we had that Chaldean festival. I'm sure many of you know about. Uh, I was there on the last day. That was, you know, typically the biggest day for celebration, the last day of the festival. And it was really packed. You know, there were thousands of people. And uh, me and the bishop and a few other priests, we went to the front. We started presenting trophies to all of the sports winners, the soccer uh, champions, and football, and so on and so forth. And once we finished that, I started walking around. I started to see, I mean, a lot of you there, a lot of our parishioners uh, at that festival. And when I was walking past the stage, I saw a little girl sitting on, on a chair on the stage. So I figured, figured, okay, you know, she's probably lost. And the stage is sort of the highest uh, level at Hillsdale Park. So it would be easier, easier for her parents to uh, find out where she is, you know, that little girl sitting on stage. And, you know, I saw her, she, was, she had a lot of fear, you know, uh, uh, she had a lot of fear in her eyes, and um, I felt really bad for her. I said a little prayer, um, hoping that her dad or mom would find her. And as I was walking away, I saw a guy in a panic, you know, talking to one of the volunteers. I said, okay, I think I know exactly what's going on. So I go up to him, I said, let me guess, you're missing your child or something like that. He said, yeah, you know, do you know where she is? I said, okay, follow me, okay. So he followed me, and then you could imagine the joy in uh, that daughter's eyes and you know, how, how scared that father was. But when he saw his daughter, you could see the peace, you could see him sort of calm down, you could see uh, how much joy he had by finding his daughter. You know? um, and, th and then they ended up leaving, but his reaction and her reaction were something natural, because it's unnatural to be separated, right? It's unnatural to be separated from a person you're very dependent on, right? If you've ever been lost as a kid or you're a parent and you've lost a kid at a Disneyland or something, I don't know. You, I mean, it's a, it's a really fearful thing because it's unnatural for us to be independent at that stage where we're very vulnerable. You know, even before we're born, a baby, a baby in the womb is dependent on the mother. And when a baby is born, the baby continues to be dependent on the mother. And even, you know, after many years, that child is dependent on their parents. But something really strange happens, especially in the society we live in now. We want independence immediately. <laughs> something sort of happened in society where we desire this idea of independence. We no longer want to be dependent on people. We want to be our own selves. We want to be independent in every single thing that we do. You know, you can see this with teenagers. Right at 16 and a half, I'm getting my license. You know, they won't wait a day to get their license. Or, um, you know, in, in any other case when it comes to uh, kids or teenagers wanting to do their own thing. I know what's best for me. I don't need anyone. It's sort of that mentality. You know, I don't need anyone. I can do this on my own. And that mentality could become really destructive. Because what happens when we have the mentality of, I don't need anyone. I need myself and I could handle it all on my own. In one sense, we shouldn't get it mixed with maturity. Sure, we should all mature, we should all grow independent in certain aspects of our lives. But what happens when we think everything in our lives, whether it's our marriage, thinking that we can do it on our own, whether it's growing in virtue, thinking we can do it on our own, God shows us a big reality check because we were not created to be independent of the people we need to be dependent on. And that sort of starts to transition into independence with God. Because once we have this cycle 
of thought, of thinking that every single thing we do needs to, be needs to be independent, then it starts to roll over to our own dependence with God. Then we start to think, okay, how much do I really need to be dependent on God? As good as we are, as good of a life as we're living, we, we sometimes come to that reality in understanding how much we need God. Because the more we think we're independent, the more God shows us how much we need Him. Now, the reason why I mention all of this is because the Chaldean Church, really geniusly, today's a, the first Sunday of Advent, Subhadra. This kicks off the new liturgical year. And this is the face of the first gospel. This kicks it off. There's only a couple uh, weeks of Subhadra, but the church decides to start with this specific gospel, with the gospel that's the, where the focal point is dependence on God. Okay, so you see Zechariah and you see Elizabeth, you see how much Luke, when you guys heard the beginning of the gospel, how much he goes out of his way to show how good of people Zechariah and Elizabeth were. They were very prestige. They came from a priestly line. They had it all going for them. And Luke is, you know, he just continues to show us. He continues to say they were both righteous before God. They walked in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. They were blameless. And he goes on and on. And you don't see Luke really doing this with any other person. But there's something about Zechariah and Elizabeth that he wants us to understand. So they obviously had a problem. Elizabeth was barren. They weren't able to have kids. But you could still see their faithfulness, right? Luke still shows us how much they're walking uh, with the commandments of God, how much they're willing to give themselves to God. And <clears throat> Zechariah is given this great news. He's uh, old in age, and <clears throat> the angel tells him, after many years, you will have a son, and his name will be John. And then Zechariah re responds with, how shall I know this? And that's where you see a shift in this gospel. And it goes back to my original point. How Zechariah, as good of a man as he was, as righteous as he was, as virtuous as he was, he really still did not understand how much he needed to be dependent on God. There was still some sense of independence. Because what happens right after this is Gabriel tells him that he is an angel. And because he did what he did, because he responded the way he responded, he told him he will be silent till his son is born. Now, what's this showing us? Is Zechariah still had this sort of ideology of thinking that he had some sort of independence from God? Why is it for him to know? How shall I know this? It is not for him to know. He was just given this great news. He was just given this great gift. And now he's responding to something so great in a way that sort of shows his distance from God by saying, how shall I know this? As if it's for him to know. But it wasn't. It wasn't for him to know. And that's the whole point of this gospel. And that's the whole point of us understanding why we need to be so dependent on God, whether our lives are going exactly how we want them to go or they're not. At the end of the day, Dependence on God shows us that the reality is that we are human beings who are limited in our intellectual capacity. We are limited in the manner in which we can see our lives as a whole compared to God who sees in all of eternity. And this, 
sort of penance that Zechariah gets, I think it's something for us to really meditate on during the start of the Christmas, the Subara season, is understanding that because he was silent, this silence was to allow him to understand where he stands in front of God and how much more dependent he needs to be on God with everything in his life. And when our hearts are so noisy with a lot of things that we get anxious from, with a lot of things that we think we can do on our own, that manger, which is our hearts, becomes very noisy, becomes very loud. And that's a really lousy way, right, to prepare for the birth of Christ. He's supposed to enter in our hearts in a very silent way, in a really meek way, in a humble way. And we're able to attain that silence when we know our dependence. It's no different than when we were kids of how dependent we were to our parents and how much we needed them. It was necessary for them to be in our lives because we needed them and they needed us. And just as we're children of God who are preparing for his birth, for his coming, for the Messiah to come and live in our hearts, our own dependence on him requires us showing him that we're willing to be dependent. It it requires us to show our own vulnerability of understanding that we need him in everything that we do. And when we do this, we will see a lot more joy in our lives. We will see a lot more peace and we'll see our anxiety levels definitely lessen. Because when we put everything on our shoulders, we start to burden ourselves with things that are not ours. Just like Zechariah did. It was not for him to know. It was for God to know, and that's all that mattered. Amen.